People often portray environmentalists as doomsayers. I've been known to do it at times. I'm beginning to realize that's a mistake in a lot of cases. I'm going to give a couple examples. A big one is the ozone hole. When scientists saw that the ozone hole was being depleted, they predicted that the ozone hole could get bigger and that the ozone layer that remained could get thinner, and that could lead to people getting cancer, disease, and major problems for life on Earth. Does that sound like doomsaying? I would say that that's describing what the science predicts. Soon after, when they said that CFCs and HCFCs were causing the problem, and they said we have to curb the use of these things, these chemicals that are used in refrigeration, for example, people said, we won't be able to have refrigeration anymore. We need these things for industry. Eventually, there was the Montreal Protocol and a bunch of other agreements that phased out CFCs and HCFCs. My refrigerator works just fine. No CFCs, no HCFCs. It seems to me that the people who are saying that we need these chemicals, and if we don't have these chemicals, industry will fall apart, they were the doomsayers. Not the people who said, this is what the science predicts is going to happen if we keep doing this. That seems to me not so much doom as extrapolating from the data. The people who said, if we don't keep doing this, and everything will fall apart. They were the ones who did not have faith or belief in entrepreneurship, in business, in creativity, in innovation. They were the ones who were the doomsayers. Likewise, in New York City or New York State, they banned cigarettes in restaurants and bars some years ago. Some people complained that if we banned cigarettes in bars and restaurants, people would go outside of New York, for example, across the river. They could take the path trains to Hoboken and go to the bars there. The ban went through. A couple of years later, Hoboken and maybe all of New Jersey had to ban cigarettes in bars and restaurants because people were going the opposite direction that people feared. They were going to New York City to avoid the cigarette smoke in Hoboken. The doomsayers were the ones who said this change is going to lead to trouble in New York. Actually, it went the other way around. It brought business to New York. And it's something not environmental exactly related, but a similar trend. I've been reading about the abolition movement in Britain in the late 1700s, early 1800s. The slave trading industry said that if the slave trade was banned in England, which was a highly profitable industry, bringing a lot of money into Britain, they said, if we don't do it, the French will do it instead. If we don't trade the slaves, the French will do it, the Portuguese will do it, the Spanish will do it, the Dutch will do it. That kept a lot of people thinking, well, if we want to keep our wealth, we've got to keep doing this, and it's just going to happen anyway. When in 1807, they passed a law banning the slave trade, soon afterward, Britain had both the clarity of purpose and the financial motive to motivate the other countries, and the other countries followed suit and also banned the slave trade. France, Sweden, Portugal, Spain, Holland. It went the opposite of what people expected. The doomsayers were the ones who said, if we don't do it, someone else will, we might as well keep doing it. They seemed the doomsayers. They were wrong. It went the opposite way that they expected, just like with the cigarettes, just like with the HCFCs. Likewise, a lot of futurists predict a rosy future, and they often miss the unintended side effects. I've told the story of when Watt made the steam engine, or rather his improvement on the steam engine, in the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. People thought it's more efficient. It's significantly more efficient than the steam engine before. People will use less coal. On the contrary, people used more coal. Because it was more efficient, they used less coal per use, but they used the steam engine for more things. More people used it for more things, so coal use went up. People didn't count on the unintended side effects that keep happening. Likewise, the trend that I see is when we widen roads or build new roads, 
people think it will alleviate traffic. And it's tempting to think when you're sitting in traffic, if only there was another lane, we could get out of this traffic. Well, sometimes when they add a new lane or a new road, congestion drops temporarily, but then it generally increases as people adjust and realize, oh, there's a new way to get around. I'll go use that. So roads tend to not decrease, but increase traffic and congestion. Here's another case. Computers keep getting more and more efficient. That is, you can compute more using less power. So people might think that computers are becoming more and more efficient. Well, each computer is, but we're using computers more and more and more. Now, they bring some use. I'm using computers right now to record this and to broadcast it out there. But the net pollution coming out of computers is greater and greater and greater. For that matter, cell phones, people think they barely use any power and the battery lasts so long, they must be pretty efficient. Well, locally, perhaps, but that power use is shipped off to some server farm. So when you watch a video, you're getting some server somewhere else to power up and use a lot more power. So people aren't looking at the unintended side effects. Futurists constantly think this one thing, this will save everything. Ride sharing, Uber, Lyft, people thought this is going to lower traffic use. It's increasing congestion and traffic. It's drawing people away from walking and from using public transportation. And for that matter, times when they might not travel, now they travel when they might not have because it lowers the cost. The unintended side effects, more congestion, especially in cities. Likewise, driverless cars, they haven't hit the road yet in numbers. Maybe they have it a little bit, but they're projected to increase miles driven as well. And here's another one that maybe I'm going out farther on a limb here. But when I walk into a store and I see apples single wrapped in plastic or someone sent me pictures of bananas that had been peeled and then the inside of the banana wrapped in plastic on top of styrofoam and placed to sell. Bananas are perfectly fine to be sold unpeeled. I can't say for sure, but it looks to me like recycling plastic creates a new supply. Supply and demand, when you increase supply, drives prices down. And when prices go down, this is the effect of all these unintended side effects. Not all of them, but a lot of them. When prices go down, people find new uses for them. As the new uses become affordable, you can't just look at the use that you're thinking of. You have to look at the demand curve, what economists call the demand curve, and see what things people aren't using something for because it's too expensive. But if the price dropped, they would start using it for. That will increase. And then you have individually wrapped pieces of fruit that no one asked for, but the plastic is available. It's cheaper. So people use it for reasons that were unnecessary. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the trend that the doomsayers are often the people who say that we can't adjust if we reduce our pollution. But historically, we can adjust when we reduce our pollution. Likewise, when people say, here's this new technology, it'll be great. They don't look at the unintended side effects. And often those unintended side effects create serious problems. In the case of the steam engine, I think it's safe to say that propagated out, that's all the internal combustion engines and a lot of the pollution that we see today. It seemed like it would reduce pollution by being more efficient. But that efficiency leads to more use overall and more waste overall. Our world is more efficient than ever today and creating more total waste. Our problem is the total waste.